Foragers. Welcome to I Am Empress. This is Liv, your show host. Welcome to the third episode, You Are in Presence. Today we're going to be getting into what it means to have an energetic field and how you operate in your life and, and how it kind of affects you. And we're also going to be getting into environment and how cleaning is essential to keeping your environment flowing. As a person, you are constantly emanating a certain energetic field. And when you stop yourself and ask, what is this energy field suggesting? Is it joy and laughter or is it an energy of closing in and suspicion? Is it depressing, depleting energy or is it uplifting and encouraging energy? I'm going to start with this energetic field because it's the one I'm most comfortable with. And I think it, it creates a certain dynamic um, in your life when you start to recognize the presence you are creating. People can sense you before they can see you. Become aware of the questions that I posed before. What am I projecting through my energetic field? You can take a second to take inventory and recognize if you're at the place you want to be. Are you in vibrational alignment to what you're asking for? Sometimes we create desires for the future, but we don't recognize how much the power of the now exists within us. We are always encouraged to give to others and appreciate others. And while that's very, very, very important, and I think that's a huge be there for others and be able to be counted on, counted upon, putting ourselves first. We have a balance between becoming selfish and always putting ourselves first versus being there for others and being selfless and unable to provide to others the best quality service because we're not giving to ourselves. Every environment needs you, right? Every physical space needs you. Everything outside in the physical world requires your physical partaking um, in, in a certain responsibility or obligation. Then you have mental space, right? You need to hold space for some of your family members or from your friends or people that, that come into your life. So relationships need nurturing. Finances need management. They can manage themselves at some point, but you need to check in and always keep your hand on the pulse. But when we're giving and not feeling ourselves receiving, we start to create an imbalance. And in this imbalance, we are skewed to feeling resentment buildup and depletion of our resources, feeling as though we are not being appreciated fully for what our efforts. All of this can be resolved if we start placing ourselves in front of that entire laundry list of people and things that need you. So when we recognize how important it is to take time for your space, mentally, emotionally, physiologically, psychologically, it creates an understanding and a barrier for people to not deplete your resources. So we each have a well of source of energy, of love, of satisfaction and fulfillment within ourselves. But when we start to give to others and not recognize and acknowledge that source as being present always, we count on others rather than ourselves. And when we start to count on others and we give to others, we aren't recognizing the true power that we hold and the amount of abundance that flows around and within us. When we are connected to the source of, of, of love that exists within us and we start to connect to the fact that we have intuition and we start to come into our well of being and of giving within ourselves, the giving that we do outside of our bodies and outside of our physical self feels flowing. 
natural and it feels effortless. It feels like people are simply sharing with us rather than taking from us. While it is important to appreciate others and to give to others, we recognize how much important how much important is placed upon giving to ourselves and not just surface level, not to please others, not giving to ourselves in order to fit a certain persona we have created, but rather give because of the gift of, of, of presence and of existing. Um, I think that's really, really big. When we start to recognize how much our, if we take a moment and connect to our bodies, we become present to how much they do for us in that second, how much the heart pumps for us, how much blood is flowing constantly, how much the nervous system is keeping itself in a hormonal check to make sure you are not in fight or flight mode. If you are in fight or flight mode, how much the adrenaline needs to spike up in your body so you're prepared to thrive throughout your survival risk. When we hear our bodies working for us constantly, we can appreciate ourselves and understand it's not selfish, it's more of a life skill and a necessity that we were never taught to feel is okay. Another point I want to get into about being connected to our true self and being connected to giving to ourselves over others first is taking up space. So whether that is physical space, whether that's mental space, I personally have recognized how valuable taking physical space for myself is when I'm emotionally charged. I've recognized that whenever I'm amped up and angry and annoyed, I like to just take a moment, I take a walk, I go do something away from the person that has triggered me or away from the situation that has triggered me, I clear my head and I come back to it from a completely different stance. And when I come, come up from it in that completely different stance, once my, I allow my emotions to flow and pass through, I can think clearly, make a decision and take action upon it immediately. Taking space came up as a huge lesson for me because I, I felt very rude to say no if I knew I could do something or if I could attend a certain event or if I knew that I could help out in whatever capacity somebody was asking me for. But now the urge of protecting my own self, whether that's um, energetic self, vibrational, emotional, physical, chakra-related self, um, it's too precious for me to protect that boundary of understanding where my body and mental self can, can handle it and when it starts to get really frustrated and annoyed. And the reason I... Just as a side note, the reason I've split up all these different bodies, like emotional, mental, spiritual, vibrational, energetic, um, physical, physiological, psychological, is because we interact with these different bodies uh, differently. We come up to the relationship with the emotional body a little bit differently than we do to the physical body. And I think that's the, that's the interconnected web I've mentioned before, the web of self, because there's so much going on within us, and that's our inner world and how much we need to balance our inner self and our outer self. And then outside of that inner and outer self, we have this wider um, network of people, of society, and of things going on. And that's part of like the physical realm. And that's part of um, the inner outer of the material world that we need to manage as well. So we're really balancing four quadrants of reality at all times. Recognize how important taking space can be to allowing emotions to pass and to allowing our emotionally charged self to process whatever is going on within ourselves and coming back to the outside situation with that other person or circumstance that you're dealing with from a different fresh perspective where you've already dealt with whatever uh, that message and that lesson is trying to
to teach you in this moment. And then you're able to step out and say, okay, I have set myself straight. I am now centered. What can I do for this situation outside of myself? What is the next action step? What can I tune into? Um, how do I let this flow? How do I let this pass? A lot of the times I've noticed in relationships with others, people tend to store their emotional baggage and emotional charges and then dump it on the other person. And what that does is, again, that built-up resentment that I've mentioned before and that constant inner struggle and inner battle of balance is thrust upon somebody else that has absolutely no influence on your um, creation in the, in the inner world. And they can only be a player playing outside of it, but they can only reflect what you've created, but they cannot necessarily adjust things for you. So a lot of the time we have these relationships, we have these friendships, we have partnerships, uh, we have siblinghood, um, parental relationships, where we place burden on the other person instead of taking care of it ourselves. And I don't mean that you can't seek out help, you can absolutely seek out help, but a lot of the times we come up to this other person as our savior and as somebody who will work through whatever we're going through. And it's not its not that easy. It doesn't work that way because if they could do it for us, they probably would. But that's the whole point. We each have our own journeys and we each have our own step in that journey to fulfill. And if you don't do the next step, it just goes along with the saying of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force the, the, the horse to drink. I mean, we cannot force the other person to sit with their emotions, we can only tell them that that is what is best for them. Um, so again, I bring this all up because this idea of taking physical space, of taking mental space, of taking a break, of breathing, of just allowing whatever you're about to say to have five seconds in between and just process what the other person has said, it helps you process whatever emotions you're feeling and it helps the other process person process whatever they're feeling on the other side. When you come back together, that emotional baggage is cleared up and you're not dumping it on them. They're not dumping it on you. It's just you take care of yourself. They take care of themselves. Then you come back together and take care of each other. That, that, that requires your focus. Taking space up, taking an emotional and, a, and mental barrier for yourself helps you come together with clear communication with the other person. People can sense you before they can see you understanding what you are projecting on a daily basis within yourself will tell you a lot about the circumstances you've created and either your relationships, your finances, your sexuality, your joy, like whatever um, it is you're going through. Let me get into the refillment on joy because joy is one of these aspects outside of the inner self um, that we keep in balance in the material and energetic world. So Allowing our emotions to pass and not taking up space in our life helps us become present because something that happened two hours ago is not bogging us down because we've allowed it to be the messenger of whatever it had to tell us and move on. When we allow emotions to pass, and usually that's, that requires taking space so your, so your body can communicate with you, it's just be, so taking space is really this idea of having too much chatter going on with your energetic self your physical self, your mind, your spirit, your body, the other person, the other person's body, spirit, mind, emotions, um, presence, aura fields, like all of this is going on and you can't really be clear on what, what is what is the message here. So taking up space allows you to clear up, take space, and um, gives you room to think. 
when we allow our space to think and allow emotions to become very present and we don't hide from our emotions, we have more space for joy. And when we increase our capacity for bliss, we increase our manifestation speed and results by tenfold. I mean, we are exponentially growing and, and spiritually evolving when we increase our capacity for bliss, because that's all we're here to do. We're here to, here to experience and to be present in the now. And the more and more and more we focus on the now, we recognize how vital it is to be happy and appreciative in this moment for whatever is happening in this second, because we will not have this moment again. This will be a past experience and the past is nothing but a memory and memories are nothing stored more than just your thoughts and whatever way they weave them together. Our memory is constantly disordered by our experiences and our perceptions of whatever circumstances have happened. So our emotions are constantly influencing our memories and our memories are constantly influencing our emotions if you're not living in the present. And even if you are living in the present, they have a history. You have an emotional history with whatever circumstance you're dealing with, with whatever person you're dealing with. The second you start to recognize that emotional connection is the foundation of memories and how you're creating your future from living in that past and that association with your past experiences, you can start to build yourself a different future. The second you recognize how much you're building your future in the now, you come back to this moment. Whether that is eating something, whether that's drinking something, whether that's going on your way to a different place, you can be appreciative of whatever mode and state you're being in right now. And it's not about comparison of about other people in the world having less than you. It's not about that because it's not a competition. It's not a comparison game. If you have more, you're not affecting anybody else, but having them, allowing them to have more themselves. If you're going for less, then you're only perpetuating that vibration of having less and you're creating a world of having less. The more focus we spend on joy and how we can create appreciation and love and laughter in this second, that is what is going to be taking up space in your vibrational field, in your energetic field. And that's where you're going to be emanating. That's the people and circumstances that will be drawn towards you because that's literally your vibration and a signal out into the universe. These are the vibrational wavelengths that you are rippling through the metaphysical world and the atomical vibrational world. The, uh, the world that is not visible to the tangible eye. Now I'd like to switch over to cleaning and our physical environment. We had a really nice first part of our podcast conversation around giving and appreciating and putting yourself first and why that is not selfish. It's, it is more in harmony with your vibrational alignment to whatever you desire. If you put yourself first and you stop giving from a place of lack and you start giving from a place of fulfillment of source and self within. Now we'd like to step over to the physical realm and talk about environmental cleaning as well as energetic cleansing. First off, let me get into why we are going into cleaning of our current space rather than just jumping into interior design, new items, and redecorating. So first of all, we can never move forward if we're not appreciative of, appreciative of what we have in this moment because that means we are current we haven't dealt with the lesson that's present to us right now. And when we haven't dealt with the lesson that's present to us right now, we're going to recreate our current circumstances over and over and over again until we learn and do something differently, right? Unless we vibrate a different energy, unless we be something different. So what are you being towards whatever area of focus you have? And that's bringing you 
substandard results. Cleaning is important because the way that prana, life force, kundalini energy flows in your physical space is a reflection of your mind and it's a reflection of your psychological being. I have grown up this a peek inside your purse, your handbag, is a peek inside of your mind. So if it's all over the place and it's chaotic and things are thrown in there, stuck together, um, disorganized, is that a reflection of how your thinking is in the moment? Is that a reflection of how you're coming towards your life? Are you frantic? Are you out of place, disorganized, and um, perhaps stale and two weeks old? Do you have things that perhaps supersedes you should throw out? Is there a place that you could have um, your items stored when you get back home? Cleaning up your purse is entirely dependent upon each person, of course. However, having some sort of order to your things is essential for life energy to flow with ease. And why is that? Because if you look at disorganization, there is a certain vibrational discord happening. For some people, again, there's a, there's a scale of messiness and tidiness, and there's a scale, scale of cleanliness and, tight, and, and dirtiness. However, um, I, can, I think we all have a certain first world perspective of what clean is. And looking at it from, the, from that view, um, when you have a cleaner environment, you are happier. You are more at peace. You are zen. There is less time wasted on searching for things when you can just have a peace of mind and knowing exactly if that thing has its place. So what I can suggest on cleaning your personal handbag space is looking through it perhaps once a week, more often if you're inclined, less often if that sounds like a huge stretch and created a panic within you. Dumping every single thing out, every single pocket should be put out onto the bed or onto the onto the floor, wherever table you're working with, and look through it. See if this is something that you still need. See if there's something missing. If you prefer to have hand sanitizer with you, do you prefer to have chapstick on board? Do you have mints? Do you have clubs with you? When we started the podcast, I was talking about your presence as your energetic field and recognizing how that has an effect on your outside world. So now I get into environments and your home environment. Your presence extends past your being. So when you walk into a room, yes, people can sense you before they can see you. But overall, wherever you have a home, that area of the city, of the universe, has an impact. Your energy is present there. When you take a look at your house, take an inventory. How clean is it? Do you feel happy coming home? Are you surrounded by beauty? Are you surrounded by things that make you nauseous? Are you satisfied or do you think that you're settling and you could do much, much better? Don't judge yourself for any of the answers that you feel yourself coming up, but be present to them. Once again, just allow them to pass. Have that moment and just say, "Uh uh-huh, okay, thank you, thank you. Whatever comes up, just say thank you. For some people, cleaning their physical space is a form of self-care. That's one of the acts of service on the self-care spectrum. So I know for a couple of my close family members, cleaning the floors is super therapeutic for me personally.
very therapeutic, washing the tub, just washing um, the vanity, the mirror, like it's just been a very, very intense process. A lot, every room in the house, um, as my yogini taught me, has a certain association to a, per, to a part of the person. And from my personal experience, the bathroom has been related to sexuality. So every time I clean, clean the bathroom, it feels like I am purifying that aspect of myself. Having a routine with your home environment or whatever space you use most often, if that's commuting or if, you're, if that's a car for you, if that's home space, if that's your private jet, whatever it is, is highly important because that's the place you spend the most time with traveling. And I'll get into this later, but transition is very important. So we often follow the destination um, with blazing eyes and just a huge fiery passion within our heart, but we don't necessarily place that much intention upon transition and traveling and commuting and the time it gets to, to take to get to that destination. And when we do that, we are re reconnecting to where we are going and why. And it makes the whole process enjoyable. And once again, you're refilling on joy when you're focusing on the journey of getting to your destination, when you're focusing on placing importance upon your living environments, your living quarters, when you're placing importance upon how you maintain your space. As I've mentioned, there's a scale for cleaning your environment. So for me, probably a cleanse would be vacuuming, vacuuming and washing floors, while for someone else, it's placing their things upon on their desk um, onto places and different covers and shelves and drawers. So just taking a few moments to tidy up your quarters and wherever you are can be freeing for the mind. It kind of puts everything back into place. It organizes. It tidies up. And, and there's been a very, very big trend with Marie Kondo's The Magic of Tidying Up that's created. She authored a, a book and now it's become a Netflix documentary. So it's caught on steam. Simple, maybe five minute cleanup at the end of the day can relieve your mind and also alleviate the workload at the end of the week. I'm going to get into a few more house chores and then close up with energetic cleansing. When you can find an intention to place into whatever house chore you're doing, it becomes much more rewarding for your life. So when you're when I'm cleaning dishes, I think about the fact that I'm cleansing the bowls of nourishment for the body in the temple. And it creates a ritual out of the planning cleaning process. When you're taking out the trash, you can think of taking out the excess weight, the excess garbage that um, the day has put on you, the week has put on you, the last hour has put on you. And you're, you walk your worries just kind of get tossed out into the abyss and never return to, your, to, your, to yourself. Testing that tidbit helped at least one person come up to their house chores in a little bit of a different light. I know that I used to really um, not enjoy doing laundry, even though now it's kind of one of my favorite activities, just because it would seem like such a process. Uh, but again, it's all about perception and how we how we come up to what we're doing and setting intentions as we're cleaning, physically and energetically cleaning, um, is really purifying ourselves and, and making space for new. So now let me touch upon energetic cleansing. Um, it's not going to be too long because we are coming up to the end of our podcast. In energetic cleansing, sometimes, like I've mentioned, um, some people feel a little bit heavier than others, and their energy can sometimes
you or it makes you feel like you really just need a nap or a shower after you've hung out with them. And when you come across that energy or you start feeling that come out of yourself, then you want to do an energetic cleansing. And sometimes that's just focusing on a breath and watching everything exhale and either having a spirit guide take that away or just watching it leave into an energetic uh, black hole, whatever your visualization takes you in a creative spin. Um, but energetic cleansing can be facilitated with sage. Um, it's amazing, amazing to cleanse the energy and to create a seal of protection around you. Um, you can use stones and crystals like jade or smoky quartz to protect you and create an energetic cleansing or a negative cleansing. Um, sometimes it's as simple as taking a spray of water and just kind of spraying it in the air and setting the intention of cleansing with the water elements or allowing it to flow past your existence or out of the household that you're in. Um, energetic cleansing has an effect on our energy levels. It has an effect on how we process our day and what we identify as our energy versus somebody else's. So because we're always around other people, we sometimes take on whatever worries they have, fears they have, doubts, negativity, or situations that they're uh, clinging to. And sometimes that has this deep effect on our presence. And when we don't energetically cleanse, uh, that can be bogged down into new circumstances, new people, new interactions. And when new interactions are bogged down with the past baggage that you're holding on from other um, people, due to the lack of energetic cleansing on your performing, then you're still recreating that same circumstance where you can create new opportunities for, let's say, money. Or you can create new opportunities for friendships. You can create new opportunities to up-level yourself spiritually. Um, so once again, energetic cleansing really clears out um, the smoky, like cloudy gunk. Um, sometimes it feels like a smoke cloud. Sometimes it feels like gooey, uh, oily ooze. It really depends on what your energetic alignment is at the moment. But negative energy or like shadow self or things that are in your field but aren't supposed to be can sometimes feel dense and heavy liquidy or it can feel very light but sorry not light it can feel very heavy but it can feel difficult to grasp like a cloud of black smoke um and energetic cleansing again through stage through palo santo is great to raise vibrations but i don't necessarily recommend it to cleanse you or purify something so situations where you've had an interaction or you just had a battle or, or you feel like you've just worked through something really difficult for yourself in an energetic awakening or a spiritual awakening, um, that's really a great time to bring in these cleansing tools to kind of create the intention of purifying, purifying the space so you're not um, mucking it up with, like you're not covering it up. So you can think of it as a face that has a breakout and you're putting on foundation to kind of create a beautiful look, but at the same time, you're creating more acne underneath that, that cover-up. Um, that's what happens with energy. So sometimes when people have entered our life and kind of created an, an impact on our energetic field, they leave a mark on it. And instead of us dealing with it or being present to the fact that that is not part of our own energetic field, we cover it up with an unfine or a bubble of, oh, nothing's wrong. Everything is okay. But deep down under that layer of foundation, that layer of like fake, um, fake presence, we have um, the true issue, right? The acne, the symptoms surfacing um, 
to, to, to the top. Once these issues or the causes of these issues surface, it is our responsibility to take care of them. And that's where energetic cleansing comes in. And this is where physical cleansing in our environments, home environments, career, travel, commuting, um, comes in to play. Because when we cleanse, we purify and eliminate a cause of these issues, of these symptoms that are occurring. When we are cleansing ourselves energetically, we come up into our relationships and our situations in life through a new and refreshed being. We come in as something today is different than what it was yesterday, and something tomorrow can propel us into the future. One other aspect of energetic cleansing um, I love to share is aromatherapy. It is very good if you have any sort of wonky emotions um, to uplift yourself, orange, lemon, lemongrass, peppermint is amazing. Peppermint also energizes, which is wonderful for the mornings. And then at night, if you want to calm yourself down, um, release adrenals or destabilize your hormones, you can use something like lavender, lang lang, chamomile, Roman chamomile to create a shift in your emotions, in your vibrator, um, vibrational self. That'll be a wrap for energetic cleansing today. Um, we had a really nice kind of look into the self and what it means to have a relationship to our presence and how we are exuding ourselves and projecting ourselves into our realities. So we are always the empress of our creation and the empresses of our empires. When we take a moment to see how the ruler at the center is showing up and if they are acting in the same way we would like for them to behave and how we expect them to behave, and if they are not, see the kind of discord that's happening and understand why. We recognize how much of an influence we have by just being ourselves. Look into the presence we are creating in our world, on our people, on the influence we have with our friends and our partnerships, relationships, family members, acquaintances, people in subway train cars, um, the stores, random interactions through business. We recognize how huge our ripple effect really spreads. And again, taking that responsibility for ourselves, our time, and our space, our physical space, our mental, emotional space. When we have emotions to process, we must take care of them first before we are able to help other people process their emotions. Because at that point, um, if we do not process our own emotions, we are simply bouncing off the other person through reactions. Whereas when we deal with our emotions and then come up to the other person as a, as a pillar of our own self and come up to the, to the message um, through clearer eyes, we're able to have that easy, open communication and see the result and the solution way before the arguing and the, the mix-up of viewpoints comes in. Because our source self is never out of alignment. It is always in alignment. And in alignment, you do not have arguments. In alignment, you have ease and flow and communication and expression of self. So when we do have arguments and when we do create circumstances out of um, alignment of ourselves, that is when cleansing becomes so crucial. So when we also have a cleanse of our physical environments, we also cleanse our emotional self. We cleanse our spiritual self. We cleanse all of these other aspects of ourself. Same goes for energetic cleansing. When we energetically cleanse, we are cleansing our physical body as well. Our energetic body is very much influenced and sticks to the physical self. We have emotions stored in the physical body. 
going to close it out there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our Magical Mondays with IMM Press.